Welcome to Breaking Bad Rehab, an episode-by-episode rewatch of Breaking Bad. I'm Talia Ripley. And I'm Ethan Crane. This podcast tries to unpick why the TV series is widely regarded as one of the greatest ever. As ever, this is a podcast with spoilers, so if you haven't seen all of Breaking Bad yet, please go and watch all five seasons before listening. This week's discussion is of episode four, Cancer Man. Um, well, listen to our discussion and we're going to have an awkwardly uninformed discussion about the difference between the British and the American health systems. Um, we'll also be talking about some of the um, crushing emotional blows that can be caused by unprovoked table laying and there's quite a lot about the physics of whether a moist metal squeegee could cause a car to blow up. So before we start with the discussion of the programme here's a quick recap of what happens in this episode just for those who are perhaps listening to this a while after watching. Uh, and if you have just watched the episode, maybe you just want to skip forward a couple of minutes because you'll know exactly what I'm about to say. So in this episode, we start with Hank meeting his police team to discuss the meth they found in Crazy Eight's car. They found out that it's 99% pure, which means there's probably a new meth kingpin in town. Then we see Walter with Hank and Marie and Walt Jr. and Skylar at a family barbecue. And that's at the point at which Walter tells his family that he has cancer. And then Jesse flees back to his parents' house after a big meth binge with Skinny Pete and Combo at his house. Um, then we see Skylar making an appointment for Walt with a top oncologist. And we see that the oncologist is very expensive. Uh, Walt says that he'll pay the $5,000 cost of the just the signal for the first time out of his pension but instead he pays with the money he received from uh, Crazy 8 for the, for the meth they cooked. Um, Jesse attempts and fails to bond with his parents and brother. And whilst he's staying at his parents, he gets a call from Combo, who says that there are a lot of people who want to buy Walt's meth because it's so good. And then Jesse turns up at Walt's house. Walt's furious that he's there, but uh, Jesse gives him the $4,000 share of the profit from the meth. In fact, he doesn't really give it to him. He throws it in the swimming pool. Um, then we see Skylar and Walt with the top oncologist. Skylar's very enthusiastic for the treatment he's suggesting, um, but Walt tells her afterwards that he's still worried about the $90,000 it's going to cost. And Walt Jr. overhearing this conversation is furious with Walt and tells him if that's his attitude, why doesn't he just go and die already? Uh, Jesse's parents' housekeeper find a joint in, in their house, and Jesse actually takes the rap for the finding of this joint, even though it belongs to his younger brother. And that ends up with his parents throwing him out. And then in the final scene, we see Walt suffering a massive coughing fit whilst he's driving. He pulls over and at, the, at a garage spots Ken and uh, this obnoxious man he's seen in the bank in a previous scene. And blows up his car by putting a squeegee across the battery terminals. And that's it. Okay, Cancer Man. Do you think that's a good title? Well, actually, I do know where the title came from for this. Because, okay, because uh, I was thinking, is that yeah. a reference? Because it just is, it seems like an incredibly lazy thing. Like, oh, it's the one where Walt talks about him having cancer. They call it Cancer Man. 
So you know that um, Vince Gilligan used to work on the X Files before yes. he was on this. He was a writer on the X Files yeah. for a long time. And I don't know if you're a fan of the X Files. I wasn't particularly a fan of the X Files, mm. but I do remember they had a long-running character called Cigarette Smoking Man in it. I do remember Cigarette yep. Smoking Man. Yep. I think so. so he got referred to just kind of like offhandedly as Cancer Man a lot of the time. So this is uh, as I as I. Did read, I did do a little bit of research okay. about this, so I did read up. So this is kind of a Vince Gilligan's nod to him who used to be working. Okay, so it's quite an in-joke. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it, must have seemed, <laughs> it must have seemed like an incredibly kind of like on-the-nose title in some ways, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, even finding out about it, it doesn't sort of like make you go, oh, it's really clever, right? It's just like, okay, okay. But yeah, but no, it kind of makes enough. a little bit more sense, doesn't it, when you swear it has some kind of reference. Yes, yeah, yeah. If it yeah, had yeah. no reference at all, it yeah. would just be like, yeah. oh, what? You couldn't think of anything else okay. apart from Cancer Man? No, that's, that does does make a little bit more sense. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so um, I, w- I was thinking in, uh, in in this episode. Do you do you find when um, this this is kind of a point where um, Jesse and Walter return to normality in some ways after mm. the first three episodes? You know, they kind of did you what what really gets it for me? Did you? I've forgotten how much they seem to be sort of like neither of them seems to want to have anything to do with the other anymore. Like, did it? Mm. Did this episode sort of like convince you that they were going to get back together? Was that was that kind of like? So I think that's that's one of the great things about Breaking Bad, isn't it? It's often very convincing. But did did you feel convinced by this? Um, hmm. I'm not sure if I was totally convinced. From okay, I mean, I suppose you've got to take the two characters separately to some extent you can kind of see i'm sort of beginning beginning to see how walt does desperately need that money in some respects or how he's going to be you know needing that money as he's going along this 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 line of of um you know he, he's falling in with skylar and he seems to be agreeing or maybe not but we could imagine how he will be you know wanting a lot more money I wouldn't say just falling in with Skyler. He's been taken over by Skyler almost, hasn't he? She's yes. taken his, yeah, taken yeah. him on board, really. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah. She's she's sort of he's her project almost, but yeah, I could see that. I could see that it, it's you definitely believe that he he really needs the money, um, and that he's you know and and then you know you've got the bit where Jesse comes over and he gives him. You know, a huge chunk of money. You know, just when he's been so desperate, he's got this. You know, it's great that he can he can give pay for that deposit, can't he? This important deposit. Do you think the thing with Jesse fishing the money out of the pool then was that because the money had got blown out the? Walt he had that other, Sorry, Walt pool. fishing the money out of the pool was that was a replacement replacement money for the money Walt lost when it it blew uh, up the. Oh no, I didn't think that. I didn't think particularly. I thought he hadn't lost that much money when he. I did. I didn't really think he'd lost a lot of money. I just thought that. He was going to be in need for lots and lots of money for yeah. you know, weeks to come, um, so that just came at a, you know at a really needing time, um, and and uh, yeah. So like I was saying, he's for him to be able to pay for the deposit, which seems to to Skylar seems to come out of nowhere. She's not really sure how he's able to do that. Well, he said he'd take it out of his pension or something. Ah, yes, that's yeah. right. Yeah, which seems a which certainly seems a sensible idea if you're not going to use it for um, anyway. Um, yeah, so that was quite believable, and I quite I quite like that. Whether 
because now when you see his life so back to normal and so mundane and so sort of you know suburban and nice and and you know this kind of family involvement the idea of sort of jumping back into to an rv and start cooking meth it seems a long way it does that. it does which is what it's great i think we, we don't we're not nearly there yet are we i don't think it hasn't no. by the end of this episode we're not thinking walt's about to go and cook meth no. again no so, but that that's the that's the lovely thing about Breaking Bad. I think I think that's one of the things I remember most about it is the. It sometimes it can take two or three episodes to actually bring you back to something, can't it? And you can you can see the direction it's going in, but you're not quite sure how it's going to get there. And I think this is one of those yeah. instances where you. So did yeah. you feel because we haven't got so like you were saying does you know that your your question was whether with this got us to a point where we're feeling that they're going to start cooking again, which yeah. is kind of moving. With the story forward we didn't get to that point did no. that feel that like unsatisfactory no no absolutely not and I think and I think that's one of the new things about uh, a series like Breaking Bad is it I think it's probably quite a modern phenomenon isn't it and we've I think we've talked about this before haven't we about how long arcing series series were something that were only a phenomenon fairly recently yeah. in TV history well, weren't probably they? Yeah. like from late nineties, maybe. You're going to mention Buffy here, probably. Aren't you? No, I wasn't going to. <laughs> I wasn't going to. We should mention here that uh, Talia is a massive Buffy the Vampire Slayer fan. Okay, but anyway, we weren't going to mention that. But um, no, but you, you have was... talked before about how that was one of the yeah. first series so, which did. From did my that, understanding, yeah. is Buffy is one of the first series that did start to to move from being an episodic. Um, it it is in part still quite episodic, but it just sort of it was innovative for just having one arc throughout a series um that would sort of end in every series and that you know it didn't completely work it was just kind of experimental but that is apparently i believe credited with uh, kind of turning a uh, turning the change and that was oh i think off the top of my head i think it's 1997 <laughs> um do you think do, do you um, do you know about with with buffy was that just something that joss whedon did because he wanted to try it out or was I, I believe so I, I'm not yeah. completely sure I, thought, I mean I, th I think very much it's all credited to Joss Whedon's desire and that he wanted from my understanding I thought he wanted more of it to be kind of um, uh, serialised um, as opposed to episodic um, but the format at the time was very much episodic so it was a bit of a struggle to, to do that but I mean it's yeah we're a very long way from, from that. I've heard it said that since then that a, a lot of the the um, popularity of having arcs that run over whole seasons is um, often the credit, uh, attributed to the rise of HBO yes. because with HBO being a subscription channel and so it doesn't rely on advertising revenue and so doesn't really have to be so much episode by episode because the whole season can, yeah. can I get guess given the just, money for the whole thing beforehand. Yeah, I think people sign on for... for um, you know, the, the people know what they're getting into, I suppose, if they subscribe to HBO, so they're quite... Um... But we should say, shouldn't we, that HBO is a subscription channel in the United States for those people who maybe aren't aware. Probably most people are aware, to be yeah, honest, aren't I mean, probably most people know more, far more about it than I do, so... <laughs> right. um, yeah. Um, but we did say that we were going to mention more details about things, didn't we? So we'll mention that just in case. Um, yeah. But... Yeah, so we were talking about... Um, this being you, you said you said um, was I did I find it unsatisfying? Yeah, so you haven't got episode? to you haven't yeah. got, but even so, okay, I'm I'm well into the idea of of, of a, of a serialized narrative, but um, sometimes you you need a kind of you need a, a 
every episode still needs uh, an ending, so something to satisfy you in that in that sort of you know hour block that you're watching it for. But this didn't have that really, did it? I wouldn't say the audience wouldn't say this. This had a a story that began at the beginning of this episode and something which resulted at the no. end at all. No, no. In fact, and this is taking a different dimension, but this what the the conclusion we have is a man's car, a random man's <laughs> car being blown up. So that's another thing. Is what what was that subplot about? What what was what what kind of story part did that resolve? The car yeah. blowing up at the end. Yes. I, th I think really it's like you were saying, this doesn't really resolve any part of the story. This is just another little step in Walt's um, progression to going back to cooking meth, really, I think. This mm. is him, another instance of, well, the, just so you remember, just before he blows the car up, he's sitting in the car, he's he has to pull off the road because he's coughing so much, and yes. he coughs up blood in yeah. his hand. Yeah. Seeing the blood in his hand is very much a kind of like, I don't know how long I've got to live. I don't know how much more stuff I can do before I die. That's really what you'd be thinking looking at blood in your hand, isn't it? And so and so he sees this guy by chance that he saw in the bank earlier that turned up and he thinks, what have I got to lose, really? And I, I kind of feel that that what have I got to lose is going to be another of the factors which is mm. going to bring him back to cooking meth in future episodes because the closer he feels to actual death, the the more devil may care of it, really. Sure. Yeah, that makes sense. That's, that's a pretty good, yeah, that's a better explanation than, um, yeah. Okay, Did that, you have that's, a different that's explanation? Kind of well, I think it was just about sort of showing, I mean, to some extent showing Walt off as, as having a kind of a subversive side inside him, sort of a desire to do something a bit um, aggressive and assertive like that. Um, We've seen it before, haven't we, in the, in the clothes shop with Walt Jr.? Yes, yeah. yeah, exactly. But that And that was defending his son as yeah. well, which is very um, um, easy to believe. Um, I just I was, I just have some sort of reservations about um, Wanky Banky Man subplot, because he's so extreme, isn't <laughs> yeah. he? He's just, just, you know, played to the max of, of, a, of a twat. Um, um, and, and, you know, he has to be, really, because what he does to him in the end is, is, is you know, is dreadfully out of order in just uh, destroying his car like that. Actually, I wanted um, to, to kind of talk about um, the bank, bank you, I'm not going to call him banky, banky, man, you okay. already have, yeah, the, the guy whose car he blows up, and, and also uh, relating to Jesse's parents as well, who we see in this episode uh -huh. as well. Do you feel that some of the characters here were slightly more cartoonish than we're used to in, in later episodes. Uh, yes, I think there is a little bit of that, isn't there? Yeah. There's a little bit of nervous writing, maybe. You know, nervous writing always produces more extreme, you know, cheaper, easier caricatures. It's another bit I'd um, say would be the Jesse's paranoia bit with the two Hells Angels and the machetes. That's something you don't really see in later episodes no. as well, isn't it? This kind of slightly... That's also quite cartoonish, isn't it? It's quite... It was a little bit. I wasn't... I was not... I was in two minds about that i think yeah. always whenever any uh, whenever you see um um something that's supposed to sort of illustrate a druggy experience um well maybe i might exclude train spotting but but well, to be fair i've never taken heroin so i don't really know but generally you feel these don't feel very real um do they obviously i haven't taken crystal meth either so i don't know if 
but it seems like it's always a little bit dodgy, isn't it? When yeah. you try and show a druggy experience, it, it's. But I sort of slightly quite liked it. I just thought the kind of little time loss effects weren't too bad. I didn't mind the time loss effects. I quite liked that. I just didn't really like the um, the actual thinking you've seen two Hell's Angels sure. with a grenade and a machete no, I, and they're actually being two, yeah. uh, two Jehovah's Witnesses. No, that, I, I didn't I, really like I that. that. Because um, but I, I, I don't actually that, believe he would have seen that. No, and I, I, I feel that's that not one. the kind of thing that was done later on in this. Like you say, this is sort of like early episode yeah. trying things out uh, yes. um, problems, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And I don't even think they were entirely sure what they were going to do with Jesse. Either. No, no, which is why the visit to Jesse's parents is so interesting, I think, yeah. isn't it, as well? Because you kind of forget that that's happened, I think, later on in the series. Don't you forget that Jesse has parents? <laughs> or, yes, yeah. I think they come up a little bit later on, but yeah. they, they don't, I mean, certainly I don't remember ever seeing the brother again. It's a bit of a shame because I like him. <laughs> yeah. Though, do you think he was quite young to be uh, yeah. having, having a joint hidden in the house? Yeah, I mean, like that's, but then again, he was awfully young to be so mature about the piccolo and whatnot. So perhaps he's just like. Small for his age? <laughs> li- no, I was just thinking, you know, living fast in a, in, a, in a weird sense of, you know, doing all this stuff. He's very mature and he's already got a bit of a drug habit. Maybe. Um, but yeah. yeah, I did. I mean, the one bit, my, my favouritest part um, of, of, of that programme, I think, was definitely the this, this sort of within the Jesse subplot where his parents who, yeah, I admit it, I do think they initially come off as complete uh, stereotypically incredibly uptight with their rigorous, you know, rules and, and, and discussion with their, their young protege child. But, you know, I also have some sympathy of them as a parent of, a, of, a, of somebody yeah. with a, an addiction problem. And it's made quite clear um, that they've been through this before. This isn't them. They're not sort of quickly come to a conclusion that they've thrown Jesse out. They've they've really tried various different things, and then you know you feel there's a history there. Um, and that that great bit where they sort of say, "No, we're not putting up with this anymore." You know, like enough's enough. Like you feel this has been done so many so many times, and then they go and find Jesse laying the table. Yeah, I love that bit. Oh, and it's gorgeous how that you. You see it as a viewer and you think, oh, but look, Jesse's being really nice about this. And the parents see it and they stand and they watch. And then they just, they walk away almost sadly because they know that they've failed to come to a conclusion yet again. Yeah, they can't say it right now. Not when he's laying the table. Not when they're right, right. And really they don't want to. And oh, and you just feel all those things they must be feeling as parents of, you know, loving this boy and wanting to do the best for him and... And, oh. I don't know if that laying the table thing, I, I uh, knowing you as I do, I, you probably didn't have to lay the table when you were younger at home, did you? But, <laughs> no. but I, I did as okay. a child kind of thing. And what really gets me about that scene is the fact that no child, certainly in my house, probably maybe in the existence of mankind, has ever laid the table without being asked. <laughs> You're, it's always something which a parent will go, can you go and lay the table now, please? Okay, <laughs> yeah. I guess, yeah. And so for a child to be laying the table of their own accord is just so heartbreaking in some ways because oh. you know they've done something really, really bad. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah okay. That's why I really yeah, liked it. Quite, it yeah. Is, I could get that, yeah. Oh, it is, it is. 
I mean, that was, I was going to ask you, what do you think, just as a kind of what if question, um, and sort of testing the, the strength of that subplot, do you, what would have happened if Jesse's parents hadn't found the joint that really belonged to them? Yes, son? yes, that's a very interesting point. Um, yeah. It's, you know, it sort of hints, stories always want to say, oh, if only it hadn't been for this, then this would have happened. So it's sort of trying to say, Jesse's on the straight and narrow, he's trying to kick it, he would have perhaps, perhaps, if he hadn't found this joint and, you know, been thrown out by his parents, maybe everything could have gone differently. Um, is that what you're, are you saying? Yeah, that's would, my question. Would he, would he, this would be the end of Jesse's story here, possibly? Yeah, that could be the end of Jesse's story, probably yeah. the end of Walt's story, because he wouldn't have had Jesse as well. Yeah. Um, I, obviously, we know, and coming from knowing, like, whole five seasons of, of Jesse's character, do you think that's? I don't. I don't think actually knowing Jesse that is likely. But I do love it as a plot point in this episode. I love it as a kind of a possibility. You know, there is still the possibility, isn't there, that if Jesse had, and it's showing Jesse to be like a nice brother, isn't it? Even though he kind of like throws the joint away or whatever, it's like he's not going to dob his brother in no. despite all this. No. And that's so. And there's so a Jesse. <laughs> wonderful scene between Jesse and his brother. He's looking at all his little brother's awards and trophies. <laughs> and oh, yeah, I, I wrote down one of the lines he said there. Yo, making mad inroads with the business community. <laughs> <laughs> I love that line. Yeah. <laughs> it's sort of like massively sarcastic, but also trying to be nice and brotherly at the same time. Oh, that was, that's, that was quite wonderful, really. I mean, yeah. the younger brother does... Is a, is an absurd creation, isn't he? Really, like, yeah. He's too. I mean, he's kind of like we're saying. He's cartoonish. He's too. Yes. He's too much, really. Yeah. He, he, he is a bit, but um, but yeah. Je Jesse stays Jesse-ish, and not not. He doesn't seem unbelievable. He doesn't seem unbelievable that he'd be, you know, pull it out of the bag to try and be a bit well behaved when he goes to his parents. No. He's not super nice, but he's. You know, he, he knows how to put a, make a bit of an effort. It's um, an interesting question how long you think he's been away from home, isn't it? Because, like, we know he's been mm. living in his aunt's house, um, but we don't know how long he's been there or how long it was since he's last been at home. Because you feel if, if, a, if your, your son, your miscreant son, suddenly turned up in, in the middle of the night in your back garden one night, then mm. it'd have had to be fairly recently he'd done it for them to sort of like welcome him in wouldn't it at the time like it couldn't have been say 10 years they hadn't seen him for 10 years or he's something he's not that old either is he really no, how old are we, how guess? Old are yeah. we thinking Jesse is that's a good question we know he was taught at high school by Walt but I don't know I mean we could find out how old Aaron Paul I think is. mid tw mid 20s do you reckon yeah I was kind of going to say early 20s but um but I'm not assuming that he'd have He's been floating around the area for some time. We don't know when he actually left home. He might he probably, I mean, we, we know that he didn't do very well at school, didn't we? So he's probably dropped out of school or at least dropped out of doing anything after school. Yeah. So yeah. he's probably living at home for a little bit. And then, and we find out a bit later, I think, how he ended up with his aunt's house, don't we? But so, yes, yeah, yes. So, and I don't really I'll, recall that. Uh, no, but we'll find that later. Yeah. yeah. But you definitely get that sense there's been an ongoing effort that's been made by his 
very straight parents. I mean, they're so horrified at finding a joint, <laughs> yeah. they, which really is the least of their issues. Yeah, I think Jesse's Jesse's acting in that scene is just lovely. <laughs> yes, it's just like he's like, you have no fucking idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just like looking at this single little joint, and you, you feel maybe that's him thinking this is never this is never going to work out. Yeah, yeah. I mean the whole. I was going to say the whole thing about the cartoon family, really, in a way is all a build-up to, like you say, that final point of Jesse taking the taking the blame for the finding the joint there and perhaps that being the thing which means that he goes back to cooking meth with yeah. meth with Walt. And so all the stuff that happens with the family is a lead-up to that point in a way, isn't it? And, and so maybe okay in being a bit cartoonish. It's, it, uh, it's, yeah, it's still like finding its way a bit at that point. Yeah. Um... So, another, another thing I was going to ask about Walt was, earlier on, was, how, have we seen, like, you know, is this, like, when Walt has started, when Walt actually tells um, Skylar and, and then, then Hank and Marie and mm -hmm. Walt Jr. about him having the cancer, do you think this is the first instant of him thinking, when they're talking about, like, finding a really good doctor or whatever, is this him thinking, oh, so might I survive this kind of thing? Is he suddenly, for, for the first time, thinking I might not actually be... Oh, I mean, to be honest, I didn't think he ever thought he was going to survive it. Even when seeing the Doctor, I don't feel he's very convinced. Or, oh, I think he's got a realistic um, approach that he probably won't. Um... Why, why, well, but why does he... What, is he just a fatalist? You think, is that why he's... Not or he's not considering well, like the possibility. We know that he's of... seen the other doctor who was essentially gave him a, a no. He's yeah. seen another doctor now, and this is something where I think if you're English, it gets a little trickier to interpret. But um, I guess you know they're going to see a doctor who is going to sell them treatment. So if he says yeah, it could work. Yeah. Um, I guess it's a bit like going to the vet here that we do pay for because. Um, so as a, as you, someone, you trust yeah. the judgment a bit less, I'm guessing. Yeah. So there's there's maybe a tinge of that, but I don't know the ethics or whatever in the states how that works and how much no. you can. I guess you they know, obviously seem doctors. to trust him in this. I mean, that's that's how the story goes. In fact, I saw a very good uh, cartoon drawn at the time, which was if uh, Breaking Bad had been set in the UK, and it was. Um, Walt goes to the NHS to to see if he can have his cancer treated, and that was the end of the series. That's basically, didn't need any money. Sure. <laughs> Possibly, arguably, if you're going to get into the politics of it, though, obviously he's affording the very, very best treatment yes. there. Yeah. But he still dies at the end of it, and it's a bit pointless. Yeah. It is a spoiler. That was a spoiler. We, yeah. we are warning there is. Um, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, but I think that I mean I think that's possibly an important thing that you'd have to be uh, in an American culture to understand because presumably that's what I got. I thought Walt was probably thinking, nah, this is pointless. I mean the guy was totally lovely, isn't he? And the new doctor, the new doctor, yeah. very approachable. Um, obviously knows his stuff. He's not really using very positive language. Um, I, I mean, what does he say? Something like, oh well, you know, it's like. In the best of cases, you know, we might even get you in a re in, in um, rehabilitation. Oh, no, no, uh, no, remission. Remission. That's <laughs> yeah. the word. Yeah. Remission, which is you know not not even that positive just in itself, is it? So yeah, he says. Doesn't he says the word? Doesn't it? So 
Um, I don't like to say curable. It's I like to treatable. say treatable. <laughs> yeah. Everything is treatable. Yeah, I thought that was nice language. Yeah. Um, so, no, but to me, I thought, well... Walt didn't still doesn't have any real genuine hope at the end of it. He's he just doesn't want to say that to Skylar. Yes, I think and that's it, isn't it? I mean, it even kind of indicates that, doesn't it? When he when the doctor's talking to the two of them and they kind of have the sound go go strange, don't they? And it's yes. kind of like Walt saying, "I'm I'm not really even really listening, am I? I'm, I'm this yeah. is just sort of going over my head." Yeah, I think you're right. I think Walt's not really not really believing anything the new doctor says. Really, is it? He's just he's just doing it because Skylar wants him to. And particularly yeah. because I think, you know, after what happened in the first three episodes, you kind of think, well, he sort of like had this diagnosis that he's only got, what did the first doctor give him, a couple of months to live or something, was it? Or, I do not remember now. I can't remember, but it wasn't it long was, anyway. It was certainly, it was like less certainly, than a year. Yeah, less than a, less than a year or something, yeah. Mm. And then um, he goes all this mad stuff for Jesse, you know, like with, yeah. and, and yeah, I mean, I must have kind of quite taking its toll on him anyway. It wasn't giving him a heart attack, I think, doing that sort of thing. And he's in a real, you know, he's still, um, you know, that very opening shot we see with, with Walt where he's cooking the, the meat on the barbecue and he's yes. obviously still in his head, isn't it? And there's the other lovely shot of the uh, Tampico brass plate yeah. on the cot. So which, that's, yeah. I mean, that that's a nice thing, isn't it? Because obviously we've had horrible Can we just refer, say what the Tampico thing was about? Yeah. yeah. It was a reference to... No, it was... Oh, oh, sorry. I oh, sorry. I thought I wasn't going to say that. Yeah, you carry on. <laughs> no, I was going to say that the the, the you last week you've yeah. had the um, you you know you've had the events of of um, what's his face? Crazy Eight. Crazy Eight. Them killing him. They've had the other guy. They've had this horrible mincemeat man of acid. It's uh, so dramatic, and they don't call back to it barely at all. You know, you don't have well, having kind of post-traumatic stress disorder, you just have him staring at burnt meat and totally burning the shit out of some chicken. Yeah. That's it. And that tiny little nod to the to the cot. So... We did have the, him trying to mend his wound in the bathroom yes, as well, didn't we? Yes, where, that, where crazy out and got him in the leg. Oh, and I like yeah. that because it took me some time to remember what the hell yeah. was wrong. Why is he got yeah. that? And it's, why is he hiding it? Why is that a big deal? And it's just really nice and... That, I know, I love those. So there's three little things that are just referring to this incredible drama. I thought that was great. I did, I must say, I did at various points, because it was so kind of domestic, this episode, I did find myself forgetting what they'd done in the first, just, just momentarily, and I, I'm wondering if that's okay, because you kind of think, maybe maybe that's what you would feel in your own head some ways. You know, you've gone through, Walt's gone through this crazy stuff, and then he's dealing with all the cancer stuff with his family mm. now. Maybe there would be moments when he'd be sitting at home talking to Skylar or whatever, or at school or whatever, and would just for a few moments forget that he had just killed two guys and yeah. one of them he'd have to strangle them in a cellar or whatever. Yeah. Think, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yes. I mean, maybe, I don't know if it could have made, if it should have um, focused on it more, but I think it felt a nice light touch yeah. to have that. Um, and I mean, when Jesse turns up, he does seem to have a quite instinctive. He's mean to Jesse. Maybe I'm feeling a bit of a soft spot for Jesse. We've had it in this kind of like poor son kind of image here. Is you know, he's, he's, he's failing really as a son. Um, he, he is pretty aggressive, isn't he? When Jesse turns up. Yes, but he he's isn't he doing that because he he's kind of saying. Are you mad? Like us being seen together? You know, this is dangerous. He he just thinks Jesse's stupid, basically, doesn't he? He's still 
he's still at this this point he still has no respect for Jesse's kind of common sense or anything like that. No. We actually know that Jesse's fairly good has a fair amount of common sense, you know, yeah. more than walk credits in with at the moment, yes, though, anyway. Yes, But so, do you not think maybe as well that's just part of, oh, my God, that you're part of that stuff? I've almost put that to my mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's that's yeah. kind of freaking me out. Another reason yeah. I, I really like the scene where Jesse turns up is because with Walt kind of, like, almost throwing him out and going, what the hell are you doing here? It's another kind of, like, uh, the writer saying saying, it's almost impossible that they'll cook meth again together now. <laughs> We've got a lot of work to do in order to like get them yeah. back together again. And we're going to make it as hard as possible for us to do so. Yeah. And I think that's another, that's another of the things that always sticks with me when thinking about why this is so good, because they put massive obstacles in the way of the story all the time and, and overcome them in really incredible ways. And that's kind of, I don't know, that always seems to be what the, the greatness yeah. of it is somehow. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, yeah, yeah no, I do agree. You know, because other... other other stories I'm not going to think of any in particular, but sometimes things happen and they don't seem that hard or whatever, and things just seem really hard in this. You know, the events, yeah. the events conspire against them, don't they? There, yeah. yeah, there, there are no easy, easy routes. Although, um, I was going to ask, and this is just thinking about Walt's story as well, um, but also other things we've discussed this before. Did you find Skylar likable in this episode? I'm not sure I'd say likable, but I did find her very believable. And I, mm. I mean, I, I really liked, I liked the, you know, this is a, a wife who's just found out that her husband's got cancer. She's pregnant as well, we keep forgetting, don't we? Yeah. Although she did, like, when they're sitting in the surgery, just have a hand on the belly, just to remind yeah. us, which I liked. Yeah, but she's, she's kind of just grasping at anything, which she, she's trying to grab hold of some kind of hope, really, isn't she? Mm. And... Yeah, she might be going a bit overboard. She's maybe not considering Walt's feelings as much as she should. But I completely sympathise with her, to be honest. I don't I didn't find her unlikable. Okay, because I did... And I've... Um, you know, I know we've talked about this before, about... And I, and, uh, I haven't found Skylar um, unlikable before. And I totally got her motivations. And I found in this episode, I would... Basically, I found myself sort of disagreeing with myself because I kept thinking, cut Skylar some slack. You know, she's had a... Who are you saying that to? Sorry. To myself. To yourself, right. Okay. <laughs> so, Walt's been dreadful to her, really, hasn't he, in the last few weeks in that, you know, maybe understandably with his cancer diagnosis, but... And he's had some really weird things to her as yeah, well, hasn't she? Yeah. yeah, she, yeah. He's been really out there. She's just found out she's got cancer. She's got all these things are happening. And, you know, I didn't find her unlikable when she's a bit naggy. And I know uh, a lot of... So, look, looking at, you know, the reasons why people don't like Skylar, it seems to be, oh, she doesn't support Walt, or she's a bit of a naggy wife. or And I... I, I lots of potentially misogynistic things. But just this episode, I thought, there's something found very unlikable about the way she approached Walt's cancer and it what just, things in particular um it felt to me like she just was um there's a slight narcissism about it there was a slight sort of sense that it was understandably it was all about kind of how she was affected by it and she didn't seem to she doesn't pick up on the fact that he doesn't have any desire to get treatment does he uh, or, or perhaps it's that she d chooses to ignore that for understandable reasons. But 
I found something in the writing um, just made me feel a bit cool towards her. And it's important, isn't it, for plot purposes, we need somebody to be pushing um, Walt into needing more money, a lot more money, yeah. to pay for the treatment, and how is he going to get that money? What, and you That's think that possibly thing. they're making Skylar's characters being slightly forced into being a bit unlikable in order to move this plot point along? Yeah, you know, she's being a little bit belligerent, she's not really listening to him. Um, See, I, I, I wouldn't actually agree with that because I don't find her, I don't find her reasons for saying what she did that unlikable. I find them, I find them com completely believable in, in the instance. I think, I think that's just what a really worried partner of anyone who had cancer would do in some ways. She's obviously, she's obviously someone she wants, she wants there to be a solution out there that, you know, it's yeah. something that she can grab hold of and do. And she, she knows that Walt's is not going to go and grasp it with both hands himself, and she thinks this is this is something I can do for my husband, yeah. kind of. Because she's obviously she's obviously very upset by it, isn't she? She's not yeah. like you know, there's a scene oh, in, around, gosh, the, around the table when when it's the, that yeah. lovely bit when he's telling the story in that yes. stilted way, really, about how they met up. Yeah, and it's quite quietly you see her. Like initially, you think nobody else is even going to notice her her beginning to cry. Yeah. Um, and then, and then Marie know, does, she, yeah. She loses it. The, actually, just as a slight aside there, the, that point where he was telling the story about how him and Skylar met was slightly answering one of our questions from an earlier episode, wasn't it, when we were discussing about the yeah. age difference between Walt and Skylar. You know, they must have been a good 11 years difference yeah. at least. Yeah, and we think we made an assumption that she was a, a student or something like that. Yeah, so it turns out she was... Well, they say she was a waitress at a cafe, wasn't she, whilst he was working yeah. at Los Alamos, which is the nuclear research... Um, Centre, okay. isn't it? The big, the famous one in New Mexico. Okay, okay, so, so yeah, so but we know she was, and she was just doing it for a summer job, you know. Yes, because she's actually yeah. a wannabe writer, and they, yeah. and she's not, uh, yeah, and they're, yeah, they're not wanting to make out that he picked up a waitress somewhere, are they? Yeah, part of the story, yeah. yeah. Just as summer. Do you, oh, did you think, nice did you think the Los Alamos point was because we know, uh, we know Walt has a chemistry background, obviously. But that's not always would necessarily link into him working at a uh, nuclear research facility. So do you think they chose the nuclear research facility as a possible cause of the lung uh, cancer? Oh, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, George, she she talks about other things, or maybe she's worrying about things that he'd done in labs. Yeah, he'd come home and they hadn't had the right protective oh, gear or something. Yeah. But it's quite. I suppose there was parts of Skylar who's just she's understandable but again I keep saying she's understandable but yeah I do find it like when she's talking about oh we should sue somebody or something yes, like that yeah. and you're you just think yeah, it's so that's unhelpful. the only part I would maybe agree that that made her a little bit unlikable though actually but even so even with that I still think it's kind of like this instantaneous emotional outpouring of wanting to do something kind of thing she's probably yeah. I don't think that that question ever comes up again does it about suing the uh Suing Los Alamos no. or whatever. It's just no. something you say in the heat yeah. of the moment, really, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. It's not, yeah. And I, and I suppose there's also, I quite like, we know a bit about um, Marie's background as a you know, radio, radiographer, sonographer, radio, something. Anyway, a medical supporty person. Um, and as people do, they love to get a link into like medical world and sort of, so um, Skylar can feel that she's using this to her advantage and that somehow they're going to get ahead of the game. 
Um, I, I thought that was very believable. Oh, I, I, so that's what they, that's what Skylar was talking about on the phone was that Marie had helped yes. get the yes. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. She she knew some doctors and those yeah. doctors made some calls. So yeah. Um, you know, it felt good, but I did find it hard to to see that because what we haven't seen, of course, because the last episode ended with Walt saying he had something to say. Yeah. You know, obviously, presumably he, he then talks about this the diagnosis he's got. Although we did think there's possibly the possibility he was going to say he'd just murdered two people. Yeah, there, but, but I'm it, but guessing he didn't. We were guessing he didn't. Yeah. Um, but we don't see Skylar's instant reaction. We don't see her sort of giving... We never really see her giving Walt much sympathy. No. Which was probably there in that initial reaction. It was probably there in that kind of, oh, my God, I can't believe it, you poor thing. Um, and maybe... Yeah, I mean, it, I, I, I don't know. Do we miss something by not seeing that and just seeing her um, being, you know just going into this kind of super I do love her in the doctor's office where she's making the notes yes yeah making the notes like is brilliant yeah um, which is yeah. that you know you, that's what you do that's how you deal with yeah. with crises you know you just make plans so you're saying do we lose something by not seeing Skylar's reaction when Walt told her I mean that was obviously a very deliberate choice not to include that wasn't it and I mm. suppose what they were thinking was well, that would have been if they had included that that would have been a very emotional scene as well yeah. And they were thinking, well, just a choice between which scenes to include. And I I, I, I thought the scene around with Hank and Marie was very yeah. good. I really like that. And you, having that little story about how they met yes. just gives such beautiful... There's often bits like that where they really add in little bits of backstory really well into Breaking Bad. Yeah. That, that being an example of one of them where we just find out this little bit, this little story. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Another thing about the... about. Um, Walt's telling to Marie and Hank and Walt Jr. about having cancer as well. Did you notice, and I wondered if this was something else to sort of like it laying on more of Walt's character, was that when, when Hank says to Walt, uh, Walt, you do know that, you know, whatever happens, you know, whatever the result of this is, yeah. I'll be there for you, I'll look after your family. And Walt doesn't answer, he doesn't say anything, he doesn't say thank you, no. he doesn't say that's really good of you, Hank, or anything. He's kind of resentful about it, isn't okay. he? Okay, so yeah. this leads me to another question I have about, yeah. um, and it, it, relating to that, and also relating to what we're saying about them sort of feeling their way a little bit with some of the characters. Do you feel at this point we're supposed to feel that Hank is a quite a knob? You said this before, didn't you, in previous... And, yeah. you, and you said you, you'd found it hard, harder to think of him that way in the... Mm. watching it again because knowing how he is in the future yes yeah. Yeah. yeah so are we meant to still think that about him now okay so evidence wise yeah. is i'm just thinking about you know the uh the beginning scene where he's um sort of talking to the other policeman yeah. in, in this in the office and you know and there's some bit where uh he, he oh i don't know it's kind of funny talking about operation icebreaker um, and then his partner says, oh, it's got this thing about that making me think about freshmans. And then he says, oh, saying, well, yeah, well, I just think about freshmen, you know, with your breath or something. Yeah. I've been and it was just the way his partner sort of looks down in a weary way about, oh, he's, you know, it wasn't a kind of this is equal banter. This, right. It looked like a man who'd been bullied, I thought. It, it, I, it might have looked that there, but actually given the way that uh, Hank and Gomez relate to each other in all the rest of it 
You realise it is equal banter, really, don't okay, you? Okay, but are you not just thinking about the future? So you're, you're thinking that because when this was first written, they didn't really know how Hank was going to mm. develop. That actually, you're saying Hank was written here as a more of a knob than he yeah, is later on. Yeah, borderline racist in all his remarks he ever makes about you know Latino this and that. It certainly could be interpreted as a bit offensive. Yeah. Um, and and the thing is, see, I thought that line when he says to um, when he says to Walt, "I'll take care of Skylar and that," you you meant to think that was really, you know that is the worst thing that Walt wants to hear. What is it? Kind, it's kind of an alpha male jock line sort yes. of thing. I can take care of everyone. Absolutely, sort of like yeah. you you failed. Um, don't worry, I can do it. And like. A part of me is like watching Hank now and thinking, oh, bless Hank. He's just being so nice. <laughs> yeah. You know, we know Hank's a lovely guy. A yeah. bit, a bit not, but, but I think it felt like, I don't know, I'm wondering if when it was there. That yeah, was I think this is, a, this is possibly a rewatch, rewatch issue, isn't a it? A rewatch I think. issue, yeah. Yeah, maybe yeah. we should, maybe we should uh, flag up more rewatch issues. I think. I rewatch issues, yeah, yeah, because I think that's... Um, yeah, I think that's been quite a confusion for me, just watching this old Hank and thinking, oh, he's, he's a bit of a twat. So this is kind of a it's kind of an interesting uh, thing about a long running series, long running fictional series, isn't it? Where when you're watching you're watching an episode at one point, and not even the writers of that character know know the overall story of that character. So it's not set in stone at any, at no. any so. Does that mean, is it a bit of a, like, a Schrodinger's cat type issue, really, here? It depends on, like, you know, is Hank a knob? Is Hank not a knob? Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm not quite sure how the analogy works. No, I'm not but, quite sure um, how that analogy works either. <laughs> but, but, but because, because we because don't... Because he's got the potential to be... To go either way. Yes, yeah. yeah and but, but, yeah, at this point, because we've watched the whole series, there's no way that we can watch it and see him in, in that same light. So we're reinterpreting him. We're, 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 I'm looking at that scene and thinking that's Hank doing his best to try and reassure Walt. Yeah. And um, actually, it sort of almost makes Walt come off the worst for it because now I'm sort of thinking Hank's a decent guy and maybe he should appreciate that offer a little bit more. So you mean in the first instance of watching it, the first time of watching, you'll actually be more sympathetic towards Walt? I was and more, now, yes. Yeah, and now you're kind of thinking more egotistical he should be thanking Hank for the offer at least yeah 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 he shouldn't be yeah. just all about because I, I must say when I watched it this time that scene it didn't even really cross my mind about Hank being possibly a bit sort of alpha male jockey and, and Walt finding that annoying I just I felt warm towards Hank and I thought Walt was being really quite grateful really yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. but that, that i don't think i felt definitely no. felt the first time i just felt poor Walt. he's being beleaguered he's being pushed and bullied into doing this making these choices and uh and hank's definitely not making it any easier really. so does that um how does that make you feel in your enjoyment though thinking of uh, another rewatch issue yeah. how does that make you feel in your in your enjoyment of the series so far given that that's a uh, a slight, you know, difference uh, difference in viewing of the characters. Yeah, I don't know. In some ways, um, because I, I mean, I kind of get angry when people are a bit knobby. You know, like like with 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 the banker. I, yeah. I find myself just personally, obviously, I'm cross at him, and then he gets his come up and says, "Oh, okay." But um, but I, I remember feeling a bit cross with Hank, just finding him a bit unsatisfying because he's so. I just remember finding him annoying, and I don't find that now because I feel 
oh, I've got a bit of a, you know, I know the real man. So, um, in some ways, I don't, I don't you know, that's a, a positive of my enjoyment, I think. But on the other hand, it's sort of that um, dissonance, I guess, that you get from the sense of, this is not the Walt that I'm, this is not rather the Hank that I'm accustomed to. Um, that always, I suppose that, on the other hand, sort of flies in the face of, you know, the, the pleasure that you get in the programme because you're feeling that's a bit, a bit wrong. Sure. But anyhow, have you got any other key points that you, anything that we sort of discussed? I mean, actually, that's, I mean, just on a kind of little background point, but we've got that bit with Hank in the police station and um, they're talking about, so we just kind of get the setting up of, hmm, so this is some pretty special new Christian yes. meth. Yeah, this is a thing. Um, that this we're beginning the foundations of this, you know, this amazing crystal meth that only Walt can produce. That's kind of a, something on its own, um, which again, actually, a bit like any kind of depiction of drugs. It, I, I I don't know much. I haven't researched much, but I've got a feeling this is probably something rather fabricated by the program. The sort of the, the, the purity, purity of the purity of being well they have a figure don't they 90... it's 99.1 percent oh is that it? yeah yeah but exactly. it's perfectly allowable for the uh yeah for the situation oh, yeah, yeah it's fine yeah yeah I, the one thing i i do remember watching that the first time in fact all the way through the first series the first time i remember having the phrase how the hell does this continue for five five seasons you know how is this gonna and that was one instance of it thinking what Hank's kind of onto Walt already? <laughs> he's like he's yeah. got, got off his first bit of evidence against yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. Is he going to find out about him by the end of season one or something? Yeah, it yeah. feels like that, doesn't it? We yeah, know, we know that doesn't happen. It it takes it's such a long, slow brewing thing. But yeah, it's no, that's great. That's great to have that set up. And and of course the wonderful thing of of the uh, you know there's this image that the policeman's creating in his mind of the you know the king new kingpin yeah so there's a new great yeah. skill set that these guys yeah. have got and you've just got this you know yeah aging then is that do they skip in the very next scene to walk yes. Hank being together as yeah. well at the barbecue? well then the next scene uh after hank talking about that has just got um walt stand, standing sort of you know yeah with no top on looking a bit bedraggled looking at himself in the mirror as he brushes his teeth i think coughing away yeah. Being like the, the very opposite of a, uh, a kingpin. Yes. I have a, I have one more question. Yeah. It's about the very ending. So do you have anything else to say before? That seems like a good way to no, finish up on. No, I don't think so. Um, I've just got my point about... Um, oh, okay. About Walt Jr. and his reaction to the cancer thing. Yes, I I like I liked Sport Junior's reaction. And the one thing I did find weird though was that I didn't think it was clear when they were sitting round the table outside on the patio when they just mm. told Marie and Hank whether Walt Junior already knew or not. No, and I, I found that a bit jolting. I yeah. that a bit because yeah. I would have thought that it would be more appropriate to tell your son. Yeah. In private, before you tell your sister and brother-in-law although to be fair walt was forced into it at the time wasn't he because because yeah. obviously marie and hank were both thinking well what have you done have you had an affair or like this kind of I thing know, i love that when they're both looking at like obviously kind of not look trying to look and marie goes 
Walt, kind yes. of in a really accusing manner. <laughs> yeah, that's... Um, yeah, but, but they obviously hadn't yeah. told him, hadn't they? Because Skylar says that later, doesn't she? I wish he hadn't found out that way. She actually right. says so. They yeah. obviously hadn't right. told him at that time. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, I suppose that gives him more reason to be pissed off. Yeah. It does seem a really horrible thing to say to your, you know, your dying father who you've only just found out is ill. So why don't you just... Um, why don't you go off and fucking die then? Was it yeah. that? Yeah. No, I, I found that really credible. I really liked that line. Okay. I thought... I thought Walt's been acting really weirdly, like like Walt Junior has been saying, like you know, there's the he hasn't even come to talk. You remember the, the bit in the school classroom as well, like that. That's you know, he's Walt Junior's obviously gone over there after oh, so that Walt yes. can talk to him. Yeah, and all he says is some really abstract line. These about, things have a way of sorting out. Yeah, which is so like not cutting the mustard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that is. Yeah, I think I did. What did I write about that? Use, Walt's useless parenting. <laughs> yes, that was yeah. really poor parenting. That is, yeah. So I, I found Walt Junior's reaction after that to be very uh, sympathetic. I thought, and, and and very much something a sixteen, seventeen-year-old would do. Yeah, yeah, no, that's true. Yeah, they, they they do say stuff like that. They do say stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what was your last question? So my last question really is, if you take a uh, a a squeegee uh, handle thing with uh -huh. a metal bar across it yes. and put it across the uh, plug point on a car yes. battery, yeah. will it make the car explode? Yeah, we saw it there. <laughs> <laughs> so you think they did that live, are you saying? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, it Can seems... you remember enough electrical engineering to suggest well, whether that's true or not? mix pluses and minuses and then you short a circuit and shorting a circuit is not good and sparks... Yeah. I'm going to go Sparks. Okay, so I sparks had... Sparks potentially... I had a car when I was younger, petrol. a Mini, where it sparked. The electric sparking on a journey driving all the way from Glasgow to uh, London. Yes. And the car didn't blow up. I might have heard about that before. Yeah. Yes. Uh, maybe okay. that was lucky. It but could have been yeah. lucky. I think, I mean, I, I definitely have an idea that cars actually are much harder to blow up than you yeah. expect. I think, I think, and I think putting the... Connecting the, the plus and the minus on the battery like that, I think will make it spark, but I yeah, don't think it, it, it would just but make it spark. But unless it, yeah. well, you, you, your fuel tank's out the back. Although actually, didn't he, he, uh, he put it on there and then he jammed the bonnet down to hold it on, didn't he, I think? Mm. Which would do more than if it just touched it and then you let but, it off again. But it still yeah. needs a fuel source to actually make it spark. Well, it was smoking for quite a while, wasn't it? But I, I don't know. Anyway. Anyway, that was my final. Yeah. We'll, we'll give them that. Yeah, it was yeah, a good yeah, final yeah. scene. Okay. Yeah. Now, yeah. I just wanted to return to my ongoing quest to work out how long everything's taken. Oh, yes. So, yeah. we've got, like I'd said, I don't know, a bit shaky on my, on my days, but we, uh, we thought, like, first episode was roughly a week or so. Okay. I think, and then we have a couple of days and a couple of days. Are you keeping a tally of the first of the episodes before? I, in my head, yeah. <laughs> Maybe by the idea to write them down. I might write them down. I might yeah. set them right down. But, yeah. Yeah. my vague meanderings have been overtaken now because we know we've got um, evidence, textual evidence. They say, how long have you known about this diagnosis? Oh, yes. About a month. About a month, yes. So actually we've known uh, there's been a month has passed since that um, the first episode. Right. Unless... Do you want to write that down somewhere? I've written it down. Okay, are you going to keep go. that piece of paper for next time? Probably not. I'll try that. Um, we I can, might write that down as well. We then. can then add... I mean, we've got Jesse sleeping for a couple of nights. Um, oh, yes. The time that photography of his parents' house. Yes. Yeah. 
So we know, well, it's a month and a couple more days at least. Right. So for the first three episodes, you were kind of guessing. And now you've got some pretty concrete, solid evidence. Really. Yeah, I don't think there's much more evidence as we go along. But no. What happened to all the other days in between, though? If you had a week and then a couple of days, really, there was only a week to begin with in the first episode, we said. And then two days cooking in the desert. Or, or no, two days in two days in Jesse's house whilst they're getting rid of the bodies. And then another day... Killing Crazy A. Killing Crazy A. And then he's been back from that, hasn't he? Oh, we so, know that actually when he tells, he comes back directly from that, he tells um, Skylar about things. And we know he tells her that on like a Friday. Oh, yes. Doesn't he? A Saturday yeah. or Friday. So, for you know, she can't contact a doctor. And and they see a doctor on the Friday morning, don't they? That's yes. who makes that appointment. So actually that's at least... That's another another week. That's another week. Another week. Uh, yes, so you write so that down as well. So we've got a five-week total. So I'd say that the, in the first episode, Walt's diagnosis when he sees the first Doctor really had to happen quite a long time, much longer before uh, we think it. We thought it did, didn't it? Yeah, that I, first episode's not a week. No, I think it's like three weeks or something. That's my minimum. Okay, a one-week minimum, so right. It still fits yeah. in my, yeah, sure. my estimate. So, um, and actually, I like that better because I feel that that means... He had longer to mull over the ramifications of having cancer. Yeah. And he didn't just go straight out, buy an RV and go cook some meth in the desert. No. I think that's, Within that's a week, better. Which yeah. does seem a bit harsh. Though, of course, it also sort of makes him, um, well, his behaviour towards Skylar a little bit more problematic. You know, there's a man with not that much longer to live necessarily. And he isn't even told his, his wife for a know, month. For a month. So that's. Um, Given Walt's character, though, not. Not no, impossible. not no, not unbelievable. I don't yeah. find it unbelievable, but just um, yeah, yeah, uh, pretty reprehensible. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you know, I'm sure he he may do worse things. Yeah, he had, he had quite a lot of other stuff on his mind at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel okay. Okay, okay. I think, is that wrapping us up? I think that is. So um, good stuff. So thank you for joining us again for the fourth episode of Breaking Bad Rehab. Um, if it wasn't so horrible then join us again for episode 5 yes and from now on we should hopefully be um, be releasing one of these every week or so yeah. and we from next episode we shall give you the date on the next one when the next one's going to be released and if you'd like to leave any comments uh, you can find the um, the webpage for the podcast at ethancrane.com and just look for the Breaking Bad Rehab logo okay. thanks very much see you next week Thank you. Bye.